Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. Welcome to the 100th episode of the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. I am so excited. I cannot believe that I have reached this milestone. It felt like it was kind of unachievable for a while. I remember doing the math sometime last year of how long it would take me to reach 100 episodes and it seemed daunting. But here we are and I am so happy that we're here and I'm really excited about this episode because I am answering listener questions. I have learned so much by interviewing nearly 100 women in the pet industry over the past couple of years for this show, and I've also learned so much about myself and my own business. So in today's episode, I'm really excited. I got a variety of questions from listeners who called in and left messages, so I'm actually going to play their message and give you my response here on the show. And uh, I think it's going to be really helpful to everyone. It's not only answering questions that those people had, but I think these are questions that a lot of people have. So um, so I'm just pumped about it. I also am just so excited about the support that I have gotten from people who did call in and leave messages. I am so thankful and grateful for all of you. I got about a dozen messages, which is really exciting with some awesome questions. Um, And since that's a lot of questions to answer in just 30 minutes, I'm actually going to break this up into two episodes. So if you called in and you don't hear your question today, stay tuned and I will cover it in a couple of weeks. Uh, And if you missed the opportunity to call in and leave a message, that is okay. You can still get in on the fun. Just call my dedicated wear, wag, repeat voicemail line. The number is 412-407-7332. In your message, make sure that you mention your name, your business, and your Instagram handle. You'll get your question answered, and you'll get a nice shout-out to my listeners, and I will tag you on social media as well. So um, that is that if you want to get in on that. And speaking of questions and great community that I have found through this show, are you a part of the Wear Wag Repeat Labs private Facebook group? Go to Facebook and search for Wear Wag Repeat Labs. It's a special place where we can learn, experiment, and investigate ideas to grow your pet industry business. Whether you're looking to get a boost on a recent Instagram post or you want some feedback on a new idea or goal that you have for your business, the women of Wear Wag Repeat Labs are here to help. So click over to Facebook and request to join that group today. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, so diving into this episode and all of these questions, um, let's see what we what we have on deck first. Hi, Tori. My name is Alex. I have a business at PetSchoolMeHuman.com where I have a business basically about all things related to reactive dogs, so the dogs that bark and lunge and growl at their leash. I am all about helping owners get those behaviors under control. My Instagram handle is at FetchForMeHuman. So I have a question for you for your 100th episode. Congratulations. So my question for you is, if you had limited funds 
let's not put a number on it, but like a thousand to two thousand dollars maybe, just limited funds to get a business up and running to actually make you at least some sort of income, even if it's small in the beginning. What are the things that you would narrow in and focus on to make that money in the very beginning? Maybe like two to three things. So that's my question basically about getting a business to make you money when you only have a little bit of money to spend. So thank you for having the service. I love your podcast. And again, congratulations. Alex, that is such a good question, and congratulations on everything that you're doing in your business. I did look at your Instagram account, and your dog is just to die for. Everyone needs to go over to Fetch for Me Human. Um, so when I first heard your question, um, you know, you, you always think of the old adage, you got to spend money to make money. Uh, and I think that is true to a certain extent. But, um, you know, the advantage that so many of us have in the pet industry is that we have an expertise about dogs. So it's not necessarily like we're making a physical product, although some of us are. Um, but in your case, I don't think that you're really making a physical product that you have to manufacture and then sell and you have X amount of units or whatever. You have an amazing expertise. And what's really great about that is that it's super scalable. <laughs> um, but the first idea that I that I did have when I got this question was actually product related. And I do want to suggest this anyhow. Um, maybe it would help you Alex, or maybe it'll help somebody else who is listening. But this is something that has been, um, you know, really interesting in my business um, and has been a, a good way for me to make some money in my business without having to do a ton of extra work or spend a ton of extra money. And that is print on demand t shirts or mugs or what have you. I use a service called Printful for this. And that is one of the ways that I run the online store for Wear, Wag, Repeat. So any of the mugs or t-shirts, even the dress and the leggings, and there's some other fun things, those are all made print on demand. So what that means is that I upload the files and um, the website Printful creates mock-ups of those products that I can put on my online store, which is run through Shopify. And um, then people order it and it is made when they order it. So I don't have to pay upfront for any inventory. I don't have to pay upfront for any packaging or anything like that. I did have to pay a artist to make all the designs that are on all the products. But I think that was totally worth it because I have one of a kind, unique designs in my shop and they're really my my vision and they're tied into my brand and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, if you were to pay, you know, you're talking about a $1,000 to $2,000 budget, if you were to pay um, an artist maybe $200 to create a really cool graphic for you that you could put on some t-shirts or some mugs then you could put those in an online store and make some money off of those. Um, the one thing I, I want to make sure that everyone who's listening does if they're going to go after something like this is you don't want to go after anything that's like a get-rich-quick scheme. <laughs> you want to make sure that whatever you're doing really ties into your brand and your business and what it is that you do. So don't make t-shirts just to make some money if that doesn't really resonate with you and doesn't really resonate with your audience and your customers. Um, but but do do it if you think it's going to be fun and you think people would like to buy them. Um, it is a really great way to get your brand out there. 
Now, another idea that I had was to uh, use your money to create a really great flyer and go door-to-door to to different dog-friendly businesses, handing out stacks of those that they can then hand out to their customers. Now, the really important thing to consider if you're going to go this route is don't make a flyer that just advertises your business and says, like, here's $20 off of dog training or whatever like that. You want to try and come up with a flyer that has some really helpful information on it. So maybe uh, it is a few tips on how to deal with reactive dogs or um, things to look out for. You know, I, I don't know if that yellow ribbon uh, campaign is still a thing, but tying a yellow ribbon on your leash was um, kind of a thing to let people know that your dog doesn't want other people and dogs coming up to them. Maybe you print out a bunch of flyers and tie a yellow ribbon to all of them and then tell people how to use that ribbon so that it becomes something that they take home with them. Maybe they stick it on the fridge or stick it on their desk or in their purse or something and they're going to see it time and time again. And it just so happens that your website and all your social media and everything is mentioned on the flyer. But the flyer isn't just totally self-promotional. So I think with your budget, you could totally create a really nice flyer like that, and you would have enough money to tie ribbons on to all of it and go around and hand those out. Um, And just, you know, to give you an idea, don't you don't have to go to just pet stores. You can go to any place that is dog friendly. So think outside the box to like breweries or dog friendly hotels and restaurants and coffee shops and things like that. Um, And hopefully that can help get the word out and generate some business for you in not quite such a direct way, but more of a long-term, long-term holistic way. So I hope that's helpful. All right. Next up, we have a question from a recent podcast guest. Um, This is Jen from My Brown Newfies. Hi, Tori. This is Jen from My Brown Newfies, and I was calling to ask you a question. So uh, during our podcast, we discussed my most embarrassing dog moment. So I was wondering what your most embarrassing dog moment was since owning dogs. And my Instagram handle is at my brown new fees. Thanks, Tori. Have a good day. Oh my gosh, Jen, this is such a good question. I love it. And I love that it has nothing to do with business, but it is just such a dog mom thing that people can relate to. Um, and if you haven't heard Jen's stories, go back. I, th- I think it was episode 98 or 99. <laughs> Uh, I think it was 98, so just a few episodes ago. Um, But anyhow, I had to kind of scratch my head to think of something because I think I am so unfazed now. (laughs) So many (laughs) embarrassing things have happened that I just like don't even care about it anymore. (laughs) So it actually was hard for me to think of something. Um, I'm sure things happen to me all the time that other people would find embarrassing, but I am just unfazed by it at this point. (laughs) So what I came up with, this is a good story. A couple, more than a couple years ago, probably 12 years ago or something like that. There was a huge snowstorm here in the Pittsburgh area. It was like Snowmageddon. 
And I was going to spend the weekend up at a local ski resort. My mom actually used to have a cabin up there. So so I was driving up there with – I had Lola and I was driving with my boyfriend at the time. And it was snowing like crazy. I mean, there was like three feet of snow on the turnpike. It was so terrible. And we finally get up there and we get off the exit of the turnpike and we get into like the little – little town off the highway that's like 10 minutes from the ski resort. And it's very hilly and up and down on your way to get up there. So the car, we like couldn't go anymore. We could not get up the hill. So what we ended up doing was parking the car and um, there was a pizza shop there. And we went in the pizza shop and there's a lot of people in the same situation. And we ended up hitching a ride with someone at the pizza shop who had a big four-wheel drive truck and would drive us up the hill to our house. And so it was me and my boyfriend at the time and my old dog, Lola, and she was probably like five or six years old, I want to say at the time, something like that. So we're in the car and I don't know what it was about it. It had been a long day. I don't know if she was car sick or what was happening, but we're in like a stranger's car and they are doing us such a a humongous favor by driving us up the hill in these horrible conditions. And I hear Lola start to puke. (laughs) And I could just hear her like that. (laughs) That dog puke noise. Oh my gosh. And I didn't know what to do. And I was like, oh crap, I can't, I don't want to say anything. I was very embarrassed. And so um, I was trying to hold her mouth shut. (laughs) So that she would just swallow her puke back down. And it some of it came out and I held out my hands and I catched her puke in my hands. <laughs> and I don't know what I did with it after that. I can't really remember. It was so traumatizing. <laughs> so that is one of my most embarrassing stories. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. All right. What is next? We have another awesome question. Hi, Tori. It's Jen from Long Haul Trekkers. And I am here to leave you a question. And I'm surprised I don't know the answer to this. But I'm really curious about why you decided to start Wear Wag Repeat and what you were doing before. What was the inspiration to? leave whatever work you you were previously doing and uh, make it all about Bert and Lucy. Um, congratulations on your 100th episode. I'm super proud of you, and it's been really exciting to see where you've taken this thing in the past couple of years. So awesome work, and uh, have fun. Jen, thank you so much for calling in. Uh, I actually talked to Jen of Long Haul Trekkers back on episode 13. So she was in the very early, early days of the podcast. If you want to go back and listen to that, she has done amazing things and traveled the world with her dogs. Um, And thank you so much for just being interested in how I got to where I am. I, I love telling people this story because I think that a lot of people think that, um, you know, businesses are an overnight success and it takes a very, very long time to build it up. So, um, like flashback to when I first started Wear Wag Repeat, uh, I had 
just gotten Lucy as a puppy. So Lucy just turned eight. So actually about seven and a half years ago is when I started Wear, Wag, Repeat. And I had had a blog before that, actually. It was called Eco Fashionistas, and it was an eco-friendly fashion blog that I had for a couple of years. And it just kind of no longer resonated with me, and I just kind of wasn't interested in posting on it anymore. So I, I didn't have a blog at all for a few years, and I missed having that kind of creative outlet. And then when I got Lucy as a puppy, of course, I was taking 8 billion pictures of her, and I needed some place to put them. And and I started blogging. And I love style and I love dogs. And it, there didn't really appear to be any other blogs that were covering that specific niche. And so I thought it would be a good idea. Um, the name Wear, Wag, Repeat was something I had brainstormed. And I put a Facebook post out there and had my Facebook friends at the time vote on the names. I think some of the other contenders were Dog is the New Black, <laughs> um, which I'm glad I didn't end up using. <laughs> um, and yeah, and so when I first started Wear, Wag, Repeat, it was very, like, lifestyle, very Pinterest-inspired. I would post about parties that I was doing or um, recipes or smoothies I was making and different stuff. And and part of it was dogs and part of it was fashion. It wasn't all kind of mixed together how it is now. And I did that for for many years. And then about four years ago, I decided I wanted to get serious about it because I was managing other people's social media. For about 12 years, I was a social media consultant and I handled Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, blogs, YouTube channels, Yelp pages, Google review pages, like all these things for different local businesses for the most part here in Pittsburgh. So I worked for like stores and restaurants and all kind of different places. And I was managing all of their stuff, and I was, like, really good at it. <laughs> I was, you know, growing their accounts. Um, they were getting tens of thousands of followers and fans on Facebook. And I was like, wait a second. I'm putting so much work into everyone else's stuff. Why don't – why am I not applying this and and treating my own venture, Wear, Wag, Repeat, with the same kind of consideration I'm giving to everyone else? And so that's kind of when that light bulb went off about four years ago. And um, I came across an online course that I believe is still available. It's called Blog to Biz. Uh, it's by Melissa Griffin. And I love Melissa Griffin. She's like an online entrepreneur expert. And I just love everything that she teaches. She's really smart about everything. And I took this Blog to Biz course. And through that is how I redid my website to make it look more polished and professional and actually came up with my colors and my logo and just my brand as a whole. Now it's about four years ago. And then one year ago is when I quit my last social media client. So it might seem like I've been doing wear, wag, repeat for a long time or that like I'm super successful in it. And I do think I am. I mean, being able to quit all my other jobs is a huge success in my mind, but it took a really long time and it's only been one year since I've been totally reliant on myself and on Wear, Wag, Repeat. So um, I hope that that answers your question. And um, some other other jobs, I so I had many jobs for a long time. I also was the director of a local chamber of commerce and then I also act in TV and um, TV commercials and different videos and things like that. 
And I still do that kind of acting and modeling work, but I quit all of my other jobs. So um, yeah, that is how I got to where I am today. All right. Next question is from a fellow blogger. Hey, Tori, it's Amber from Amber Akar. You can look me up on Instagram, Google, wherever by looking up Amber, A-Q-U-A-R-T. So I have two questions for you. First, um, what would be your number one thing if you could go back that you would do differently when it comes to dog blogging, podcasting, etc.? And my second question is, do you have a favorite color? <laughs> okay. I'm looking forward to hearing you answer these questions on your podcast, and I just want to let you know how much I absolutely love everything you do, and hopefully we will chat soon. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much for calling in, Amber. Um, I love everything that you're doing, too, so it really means a lot to have you listening here today. Uh, I'll answer your second question first because that's easy. My favorite color is pink, if you could not guess. <laughs> And I have been without my signature pink door for like six months because I've been doing a renovation at my house. And I think my pink door is coming back this week. So I'm very, very excited about that. Now, for your other question about like what I wish I had done differently, um, I wish that I had known more about SEO when I had started blogging or even just like four years ago when I started taking my blog more seriously as a business. Because right now I find myself going back and updating so many old posts. I don't think that my site um, was getting as much traffic as it deserved because I just didn't know very much about organizing my posts properly with keywords and headlines and that kind of stuff. So I, I wish that I had learned more and and just known how important that was and been more aware of it as a goal like three or four years ago. I you know I don't regret how I started my blog because I think it's good to start something as just a hobby as a passion project um, because then you know that you really like it and you're not just doing it as a job. Um, but three years ago, it would have been nice if I had known a little bit more about SEO. <laughs> um, you know, I put a lot of effort into growing my social media and I think that a lot of Instagram followers is really, really great. And I'm very thankful for that and the opportunities that it has given me. But in the long haul, I think that website traffic is what I really want. And I, I just wish I had been more focused on that a few years ago. Um, so there's a lot of ways to get more website traffic. SEO is one of them. I think having a strong email list is one of them. And just being more strategic about um, everything that I put out there, like this show, my social media captions, just everything kind of being a little bit more cognizant of getting more clicks over to my website through everything else. So Stay tuned and you can see um, if I am more strategic this year <laughs> or not. So far, so good. Um, so I'll, I'll keep everyone updated how that how that works out. Okay, our last question for today comes from another Instagram friend and blogger. This is Hannah from Maggie Loves Orbit. Hi, Tori. This is Hannah and I am so happy for you. Congratulations on your 100th episode. My Instagram is Mangie Loves Orbit, but I wanted to call in and ask you, what is the overarching theme that you have come to after interviewing all these fabulous, fabulous women on your podcast? Okay, thank you so much. And again, congratulations on your 100th episode. 
Hannah, thank you so much for calling in. I looked it up for you. You were actually episode 15. So you were, again, in the early days of the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. And uh, it's still such a relevant and awesome episode that we did about growing your Instagram account. So if everyone wants to go back on the archives and find episode 15, you can hear a ton of great advice from Hannah. Um, her Instagram account, Maggie Loves Orbit, has, I think, over 120,000 followers now. Last time I looked, I think that was a number. It's probably higher <laughs> in the last like day, I'm sure. Um, but anyhow, thank you so much for calling in. And I love this question. Interviewing almost 100 different women from so many different walks of life and different businesses, there is kind of some underlying themes that I have noticed. Um, regardless of what kind of business someone has or what they're doing, I think that most of the people I've talked to are creating something that solves a problem. So maybe they're a pet photographer and the problem they're solving is that they're taking really great photos of people's pets, that people aren't able to capture such wonderful images of their pets and they can hold on to those for the rest of their lives long after their pet um, departs us. And then I think also as an influencer, just as another example, people are solving a problem by sharing products or places or dog training and nutrition advice that makes a huge difference in other people's lives. Uh, I also have observed that uh, in interviewing all of these different women that anything is possible. So many people that I have talked to start off with an idea at their kitchen counter and maybe they're sewing backpacks or um, sewing dog beds or something like that and they're just making them in their kitchen and they just keep at it and they are really creative and they're very determined and um, and I, I think that what's important is that everyone's really passionate about what they're doing. I think as dog people, we're very passionate, heart-centered people. We have a lot of a lot of feelings and a lot of love to give. And most of the people that I've talked to are able to kind of use that love and energy and passion to propel their businesses to new levels. Um, I've, I've noticed that everyone is just so supportive of each other. I mean, just the fact that I've had so many people call in and leave questions for me to answer on this podcast, that just, it means so much to me. And everyone's support is just so wonderful. And I really... I, I just think it's really nice to see how other people can work together and really embody the whole um, community over competition mindset. So um, I hope that that answers everyone's questions. I love the variety that I have gotten in all of your messages. There's silly, fun questions, and then also kind of serious business ones. So keep that coming. Again, if you enjoyed listening to this and you thought of a question that you would like me to answer on a future episode of the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast, just call in to my dedicated voicemail line. It's 412-407-7332. And make sure that in your message, you mention your name and your business and your Instagram handle so that I can tag you on social media and everyone can find you and support you because that is just what we are all here to do. So thank you guys so much for listening to this and for being here for my 100th episode. I can't wait to talk to you again next week. Same place, same time. What did you like most about this episode? 
Find me on Instagram at teamistic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.